This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, talking District 5 and 6 athletics each week in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey, joined as always by still festive Sean Kane. What's up, Sean? Hey, not much. Long time no see. <laughs> just I was just checking my list twice, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, so Sean and I were on the call of a uh, girls basketball game last night. The season debut of East Idaho game night on IdahoSports.com. And we will get to that game in a moment. Uh, you might be wondering. Where the heck, where the bleep was the podcast last week? <laughs> so here's the story. Sean and I actually recorded uh, an episode of the East Idaho PrepCast last week. We talked about a lot of good stuff. We went over uh, a lot of basketball news. Uh, and then, I don't know, something happened with the file in post-production. That's an industry term, post-production. Uh, so I don't know. Something happened to the file. It got all corrupted. I didn't have the original uh, I don't know. It's just one of those weird things where we weren't able to post a show. You know, it was our best show ever, Sean. It I was, know, uh, you know, we were going to submit it for the podcast Emmys. And, you know, I was writing my acceptance speech already, you know, but it, it, we'll get, you know, we'll make it up. We endure, right? <laughs> Me and Brandon are the Swiss Army knives of broadcasting slash podcasting. So, you know, we're ready to go. <laughs> Definitely. So, so we will we will rehash uh, the some of the things we talked about last week when we just basically had a conversation with each other and nobody else. Um, uh, and and a quick programming note, uh, you know, next week, Sean is uh, it's a weird year this year where Christmas and New Year's both fall on weekends, right? So Christmas Day is Sunday, New Year's Day is the following Sunday, so Monday the 26th Monday, the second are kind of the federally observed holidays. Um, so with it being kind of a weird year for the holidays, uh, I want you to spend time with your family and loved ones. I certainly want to spend time with my family and loved ones. So next week, no show. We're just going to take the week off. Sound good. Well, kind of take the week off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will. Let me, let me rephrase. Uh, we will be taking the week off from the prep cast uh we're still doing games right sean you're going to be covering some games at the east idaho holiday shootout at the taj mcgriz up at skyline i'm actually going to be up north uh doing doing some basketball games in post falls so uh it's going to be a busy busy week for us on the broadcast side live game streams side but in terms of the podcast we're going to take a week off um because there won't be any results to talk about and the things we want to preview we're just going to preview today so sound good no oh, no prep cast next week i we can do it i'm okay with it okay cool because <laughs> i want you to i want you to have a life too right <laughs> one day one day no it's good it's all good <laughs> all right um okay so let's dive into it i think the top story has to be the game we were at last night sean this was a wild game and you can uh you know if you didn't get to watch it live on idahosports.com you can watch the archived uh copy of the game uh, it, it's a small amount to pay for basically owning the game for the rest of your life. You, you know, you pay a small fee and then you get, you get a copy of the game to keep forever. You can do with it, whatever you want. And this, this would be a good one to keep because this was an all-time classic coming in. Uh, it was a girls basketball matchup at Shelly at the potato barn. It was the Russets, the number one team in the four, a girls basketball coaches poll nine and one overall. 
three and zero in high country conference play, taking on a Skyline team that's kind of been on the roller coaster ride a little bit this year. Skyline was the four A runner up last year, lost some players to graduation, brought back a lot of talented players, uh, but Skyline came in with a four and five record overall and a one and one record in league play, and then. We had an all-time classic. Shelly ends up winning it 70-68 to 68 in overtime, Sean. What, what were your takeaways from the game? Well, I mean, the biggest takeaway for me is Shelly's defense and ability to create turnovers is just going to cause any team just a huge hassle. And then, of course, Shelly's got one of the best players probably in the state right now in Brindley Cannon who put down a, a, a little uh, 39 bomb point scoring uh, barrage. But even with all that, you can look at Skyline and Skyline had uh, Shea Shippen put down, I believe, 38, right? And yeah. you had, I mean, you barely, rarely see someone in the 30s. We had two players on the opposing teams going at it, Imano Imano, right? Point for point. But Shelly's defense, they go after everything they don't take a playoff um just inbounding the ball in the backcourt is difficult against Shelly uh I really like their defense as well as they did in the scoring I think their defense I think that's what wins games um the little things intangibles Shelly's really good and then on the flip side Skyline man they're right there with them they're a team that just lingers it just never goes away and if you don't put them away they're gonna stay there and find a way to, to beat you or be right there at the end and you could tell that's how Skyline's built. They're just kind of just kind of creeping in the back and boom, we're going to get you. Yeah, it's it's like uh, Jaws, the shark that's lurking in the water, right? You can you can sense the impending doom by letting them hang around. So, I mean, this was a wild game. We had basically uh, Shelly was up seven at halftime. The lead stretched out to 12 at one point in the third quarter. But Skyline just kept chipping away, chipping away, battling back. Uh, talking to coach Ty Keck before the game last night, you know, I asked him, I said, what's been the biggest struggle for your team? Cause you know, your four and five is kind of been up and down. And he said, you know, we need to defend for all 32 minutes of the game. He said the times where we've defended for all four quarters and been consistent defensively. And, and that includes, you know, ending the defensive possession with a rebound, you know, we've done pretty well. It's the times where we've struggled on the defensive glass, struggled to close out on shooters. That's when we've been in trouble this year. And so how did Skyline make the comeback? Certainly you have to put the ball in the basket, but you got to get some stops as well. And, and Skyline was able to do that in the third quarter. Uh, we get to, there's about 10 seconds left in the third quarter. Uh, Shelly puts up an outside shot. It misses. It's rebounded with six seconds to go. They get it to Shea Shippen around midcourt. She kind of hands off to her sister, Kaisa Shippen. And from the just beyond the midcourt logo, about 30 feet out, <laughs> Kaisa Shippen on the run banks in a three pointer straight on top of the key as time expires <laughs> to end the third. And it was just an amazing shot. Yeah. And, and she came, she only had one point in the first half. And then she came out and uh, got all her scoring done in the second half and really kind of changed the kind of changed the momentum I think for that team for Skyline in the third quarter and um just hitting some threes and just because kind of the other backstory in that game is both the big kind of scoring stars of both teams were in foul trouble the whole game so you know Shea Shippen had to kind of sit sometimes 
Brindley Canyon also had to sit at some points because she had foul trouble and she ended up fouling out in overtime. So foul foul trouble was, I mean, there's there's a lot of micro uh, stories within that game for sure. Yes, and that's what made it such a fascinating game was you had, I mean, the big comeback by Skyline, incredible play on both sides, and then, yes, the foul problems on both sides uh, persisted throughout the second half as well. So Kaisa Shippen hit banked in that three. I think that cut it to four as we went to the fourth quarter of play. And from there, you know, basically Shelly would go up seven, Skyline would cut it down to five or four, Shelly would get back in front by seven, Skyline would cut it down to four, five or four and and it continued that way until late in the game uh late in regulation skylines got the ball they're down three with about 20 seconds left and we were talking during the broadcast sean you know okay if you're shelly here and your coach jessica carlson yeah. do, do you foul skyline and and take away the possibility of them putting up a, a shot to tie the game because if you foul skyline they're going to the line for a one and one even if they make both free throws, Skyline's still down one. And Shelly, you talked about Brindley Cannon, 39 points in the win. She was 11 of 12 from the free throw line as well. So you kind of got an ace up your sleeve in, in a near automatic shooter at the other end for Shelly. You could make it a free throw game and, and basically bleed out the clock and win that way. But Shelly decides to play it up defensively straight. Shea Shippen puts up a three from the wing as time expires. It's blocked, right? The, the shot is well short. And uh, then you hear the referee's whistle and Shelly is whistled for the foul on Shea Shippen. It's a shooting foul. So now she's going to go to the free throw line and they did put five tenths of a second back on the clock, but now Shea Shippen's at the free throw line shooting three free throws with her team down three, basically to try to send the game to overtime. The first one shot a little hard rattled around and I thought it was going to spin out, but that sucker went in. Uh, and then the second free throw was good. And then Shelly took a timeout to try and ice, ice the shooter, you know, try and get into Shea Shippen's head a little bit, but she's such a great player. You're not going to be able to do that. She comes out of the timeout, makes the third free throw. That's when we go to overtime in overtime. Shelly starts the extra period on a seven L run. And that was really the difference was that hot start by Shelly to begin overtime skyline again, battled back. Uh, in overtime, Brindley Cannon ended up fouling out for Shelly on uh, basically back-to-back offensive fouls, right? She was driving the lane two times. Skyline stood in and took charges for Cannon's fourth and fifth fouls. Um, at the other end, Skyline got a bucket by Amy Basic right as time expired to, ma- to make the final 70 to 68. But uh, basically that start in overtime was what won it for Shelly. Yeah, uh, Brindley Cannon went down, got one in the lane, kind of a nice little scoop-in layup. But then in a couple of possessions later, she came down and hit a big three. And I kind of thought that was that was kind of the the big momentum kind of nail in the coffin. Uh, she's a couple feet outside the three point line and hit a big three from the top of the key. And man, she was fired up. And that was kind of a big I think that was kind of the big turning point. Skyline really couldn't kind of claw their way back in after that with those big bear claws. Yeah, for sure. And so Shelly with the win now 10 and one on the season. Perfect 4-0 in league play. You know, and I talked to Shelly's coach, Jessica Carlson, a little bit before the game last night. And I asked her, you know, I said, what's what's been the key to your team's success? Because 
you know, statewide or even in the conference, Shelly was kind of viewed as kind of this dark horse, right? Oh, yeah, Shelly's got potential. They've got some pretty talented players, and they're getting better is basically the vibe I got from, from people in the preseason. Well, Shelly is Shelly's the lead dog in this race. They have taken every challenge and won except for a road loss at Pocatello a week ago, and that was a close game. I mean, yeah. so they're, you know, a couple plays away from being undefeated. And so I asked Coach Carlson, I said, well, what's the biggest key to your team's success so far? And she said, every player buys into their role. Sometimes there's going to be players that not only do they not score any points in the game, but they may not even take a shot. And they're okay with that. They're okay with doing the off-ball stuff, setting screens, getting in position for the rebound, the little things. Um, Because last night, I mean, Brindley Cannon scored over 50% of Shelley's points, right? 39 points. Shelly had 70 as a team. And so, but, but it's not a one player show. It's, it's all eight or nine players, depending on how many play on any given night for Shelly, everybody doing their job and, and embracing their role. It's, it's a very unselfish team. And that's why Shelly is off to the start that they are. It's been very impressive. Yeah. in just to add to that is you would think uh, with Brindley cans scoring 39 points that she'd be heaving up a ton of shots and, really kind of ball hogging it. And that's not the impression I got at all. I feel like it's well in the motion of the offense and she kind of goes for it when she needs to. And she's, she's also probably had quite a bit of assists. I, I bet you she contributed to 90% of the points, if not scoring them or assisting them because she draws a lot of uh, attention, double teams, and, and she's really good at kicking it out. Yeah, it's it was really uh, fun to watch Shelly and the way they attack. And you're right, defensively, Shelly is so tough with the quick hands, so many deflections and, and steals out front. They they do a great job of forcing turnovers. And, and for Skyline, you know, I think they're they're still trying to figure it out a little bit, but that's okay. Um, they've got time. They will play Shelly again in the regular season finale for both teams. It'll be on January 26th at the Taj Magriz. Uh, I think we might have to we might have to go do that game, Sean. We did the first one. Yeah, we might. That might that might be that could be you know deciding some positioning and how the conference ends up at the end of the year. That could have a lot of implications there. Yes, definitely. So a nice win for Shelley. They continue uh, to remain atop the leaderboard in the High Country Conference. Um, their closest you know conference game in terms of opponent that's really pushed them. Uh, was when they played Blackfoot. They they took on Blackfoot uh, back on December seventh, and Shelley only won that game fifty four to forty six. So what's that a eight point margin of victory? Yeah. And so this is starting to shape up to be a very interesting conference with Shelley and Blackfoot and Skyline Hillcrest and even Idaho Falls. You know, all five of those teams all capable of beating each other on any given night. And so you look at Blackfoot. And they're four and eight overall, right? And you're going, well, that's not that great. But they're two and one in their conference, which is what counts. There's two bids to stake this year out of this district. But when you look at who they've played, it's been a murderer's row. I, yeah, mean, yeah, I got it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thunder Ridge, Rigby, Snake River, Timberline, Middleton, Shelley, Rigby again, Thunder Ridge again. Um, these are premier programs. And most of them five A's. So the big story with Blackfoot last night is they're playing Snake River in a rematch. They lost to the Panthers earlier in the season, 47 to 31. And so you're thinking, okay, here comes Snake. They're a great 3A team, highly acclaimed. 
Uh, probably going to have their way with Blackfoot again. No, Blackfoot wins by 20, 58 to 38. Espy Vergara, one of the, uh, the, I think the only returning starter from a year ago for Blackfoot, hits seven threes in the victory. And and Blackfoot, I'm telling you, look out. They're a team that's well coached by Ramey Odom. They get better as the season goes along. And I would not want to play the Broncos right now. No, and I mean, you look at their loss at Thunder Ridge, 42 to 54. I mean, they're you know they're not getting blown out by these really really good teams and it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see and they they had some pretty good wins over skyline or excuse me idaho falls and hillcrest and you know idaho falls was able to beat skyline that 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 mix in that in the middle there i think it's going to be and you know i mean shelly the season's not over they haven't they haven't won anything yet they you know they're pretty strong, but you know these teams are going to be right right after them, as we saw last night. Right, Skyline was right there; they could have won that game just as easily as Shelley. So it's going to be a it's going to be a battle battle down there, up there. Yeah, I mean uh, Blackfoot <laughs> played Timberline earlier this year, one of the best five A teams from Boise. Only lost fifty nine fifty two. I mean it's yeah it's it's pretty impressive to watch. So Espia Vergara hits seven threes for Blackfoot's girls last night. Well. We had another pretty outstanding shooting performance. Uh, this is on the boys' side, Sean. This was uh, over the weekend, Thunder Ridge. Uh, the boys uh, were, were playing in action. And, and you know, in terms of f- the 5A High Country Conference in boys' basketball, you know, a lot of the chatter surrounds Madison and Rigby for, for good reason. They're kind of the teams that are out front. Um, nobody's actually played a league game yet, so it'll be interesting to see when all these teams start playing each other. Um, but over the weekend, uh, Thunder Ridge played um, at the Preston Indian Classic. They won their first game over Napa, 68 to 52. Then they lost to Bear River in the semifinals, Bear River, Utah by three, 47 44. And then they beat Grantsville, Utah in the third place game, 60 to 55. And in that game, Nick Potter set a new school record. For most three pointers made in a single game with eight, <laughs> that's insane. Wow. That's crazy. Eight. I mean, you can't. I mean, he was on fire, right? NBA Jam wow. style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just great. That's a great effort for him, and um, hopefully that will just kind of boost them as they go. They go on into conference play for sure. Yeah. So uh, record-setting performance from Nick Potter. At the Preston Indian Classic, as uh, Thunder Ridge uh, takes fourth overall, there Preston, of course, like they do so often, won their own tournament. I think, you know, they've done it now. I think 15 years, and I think only twice has Preston not won the tournament. One of them was last year against Jerome. Um, then the other one was several years before that. So they they kind of run through everybody. They beat Shelley in the first game, 65-43. And then they played the two Utah schools. They played Grantsville and won 58-28. And then they played Bear River in the championship, 71-58. I think Preston was probably hoping that they could play some of those Idaho schools that were there, but it was all the Utah teams that were getting through into the bracket. And so, but anyways, Preston will take it. They're 7-1. and one. Their one loss came to Hillcrest, which of course is a juggernaut in boys yeah. basketball and they lost 84 to 58 well spoiler alert hillcrest does that to everybody yep. um so 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 what do you make of this preston team um you know i i gotta watch preston play 
um, Highland, the Highland Rams earlier in the season. And they're, you know, Preston, Preston's the, you know, they have five or six, six, three wing players that all can dribble and shoot the ball and they run up and down the court really fast. And you know what? Ty Jones always has that team playing really, really good defense. And uh, their system is just works really well. Um, you know, we had talked about this before. I kind of wanted to see Preston Jerome in that final, you know, just to see that 4A matchup. Uh, but yeah, you know, Shelly, Shelly, I've seen Shelly play too, Shelly boys, and they're really good too. So that's that's a good win for just over Shelly. I think Shelly is going to be, boys team is, is really good and kind of under the radar as well. And so that's a good win. I think Preston's really good. Um, you know, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see when conference play comes up for Preston and uh, for Pocatello and Century. I think it'll be it's going to be um, heated again. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a good way to put it uh, for sure. So yeah, Preston. Uh, I think it was pretty telling. Their closest game of the tournament came against Shelley in the opening round, and then they seemed to win by wider margins the further they advanced. Usually, it goes the other way. Um, speaking of Pocatello's boys. They uh, went over and won the Pro Image Sports Winter Classic, uh, hosted by Owyhee and Rocky Mountain High Schools over in the the Boise area. Uh, Pocatello played all their games at Rocky Mountain. Um, before that, though, and we'll talk about that in a second. But before that, Julian Bowie hit a pretty awesome career mark. Uh, this was two weeks ago. Now, uh, Julian Bowie crossed a thousand points in his career at Pocatello high, pretty outstanding. Yeah. Just, that's just great. And, and, you know, it you kind of felt like that, that kind of is a milestone that he would achieve. And, and we talked about this before. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see maybe who has the, the highest point total ever. And if maybe he'll be chasing that by the end of his career and that that'll be something to kind of be interesting to follow. And I, I am going to work on finding that out by the way, but, uh, I kind of want to know, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of good good players to come out of Pocatello High School, so that point total might be high. Um, but I, I want to think Spencer Nelson might be one of the highest ones. He was a really good player. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to see if, where he is in comparison. But congrats, Julian Bowie. That's a great achievement. And um, he's him and the Pokey Indians or Pokey Thunder are doing really well. Yes, they are. And yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on that assignment of trying to figure out what the record is for yeah, those points. I will. I'm going to, I'm going to figure that out. Cause he, I mean, the way he's able to score and he's just kind of electrifying, you know, he might be, he might be there, but you know, the one thing that I think um, you sometimes forget about Julian boy is he's really good at creating opportunities for his other teammates. And that's why they win games. I think is he, you know, he doesn't need to score a ton of points if he can create um, good opportunities for his other teammates. Yeah, he's a great facilitator. You're right. Uh, Pocatello goes to the Pro Image uh, Winter Sports Classic and they win uh, in the first round over Fruitland, 59 to 50. That was their closest game of the tournament. And I think once they got their legs under them, the big game everybody wanted to see and we got it was in the semifinals against Minico. An all 4A showdown. Minico generally, you know, one of the stronger teams from District 4. Pokey runs him out of the building. I mean, just 75 to 58. That was a pretty, you know, sense of statement, I thought. And then in the championship, they're playing the Baker Bulldogs from Baker, Baker City, Oregon. I believe they are the two-time defending Oregon State champion in their classification. And Pocatello wins by an even wider margin, 72 to 52. 
<laughs> yeah, they they really didn't have much uh, trouble, um, just a little bit. And then we talked about that before. So you're kind of surprised about the the Fruitland uh, score. But, you know, sometimes when you travel and things like that, you just kind of have to get settled in. And boy, once they got settled in, they didn't really have any trouble finishing out the tournament. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty impressive. And the sky is the limit for Pocatello, except Hillcrest is also, <laughs> you know, uh, hanging around in 4A basketball. Um, maybe we'll get that matchup at state. We'll have to see. They played, of course, for the 4A championship last year. Hillcrest won that uh, title. Uh, I know Pokey would love to get a rematch, but uh, we'll keep an eye on the Thunder as they continue to navigate through. So Julian Bowie crossed 1,000 career points. We had a girls basketball player also cross 1,000 career points recently. Aspen Caldwell up in Thunder Ridge. So congratulations to Aspen. I know she's moving on to play uh, college basketball at the next level. And boy, 1,000 points is really hard. You know, I think it's kind of been not watered down, but I don't think people realize the significance of it because we've had statewide just in the last four or five years, a lot of different players cross that barrier, but it still is a pretty rare accomplishment. Yeah, it's it doesn't. I think there's just kind of more than normal, but it doesn't happen very often. And Aspen Caldwell is, and and she's a scrappy player too. So for her to cross that uh, um, milestone is just amazing. She, I mean, she doesn't score easy. I would say she she drives. She she does hustle points. Um, she's not the tallest player either, but I, I remember seeing games and she's out rebounding a lot taller girls to get some putbacks and, and being scrappy like that, that's helps contribute to scoring, um, up in that, in that range of, of 1000 for sure. Yeah, it's just outstanding. And of course the Thunder Ridge girls are continuing to excel, uh, and, and it'll be really fun to chart that Aspen Caldwell will, uh, play at Idaho. We'll play for the Vandals, uh, next year as she begins her college career. So um, speaking of girls basketball teams that are uh, in competition this week, I did want to talk and mention uh, the century girls are competing at the annual Jerry Tarkanian classic down in Las Vegas. Of course, Tark, the, the famous uh, coach of the UNLV running rebels back in the day. And um, century has kind of made a habit of this the, the past couple of years, you know, going down to the Tarkanian classic and, and, it's not like you can just say, Hey, we want to come play, right? You have to get invited. So you yeah. have to, you have to have the pedigree and, and the, the program to back it up. And so uh, just another yearly tradition for the century girls. Yeah. And they've, um they've won their first two games so far. They beat crossroads in the first round, 39, 23. And then yesterday they beat, beat El Rancho 42 to 25. And then they play today. They play West which I'm not, it doesn't give me much information on where West is. <laughs> so, but, so, so, so those first two schools were from California, yeah. California schools. West is from Utah. Okay. Um, East and, and West. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah. West high in, in Utah, it's a Salt Lake city school, um, but they're, they're playing in the semifinals of their bracket, right? They yep, win this, they're playing for the championship tomorrow. Yep. In the Emerald bracket there. So that's good. You know, I think they're, that's six game winning streak for them now, five or six game winning streak. So that's a nice kind of turnaround into the break. Although I did say when they go to Las Vegas, I'm pretty sure they should take the PA announcer. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know where my, if my ticket got lost or what, but you know, 
I'll, I'll talk to Sh- Chris Schuler, the coach, about it, you know, later. But we don't need to get into that here. But when you go to Vegas, I think I should get a go. But all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the team the team needs a tight man, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> I'm sure I could find a task. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they don't have a great announcer wherever they're playing at. They need a little <laughs> a little light in their light in their day. I don't know, but yeah. Congrats <laughs> to them. I just like that they're on kind of a winning streak and kind of gelling together. I I feel like they had a hard. They had a lot of uh, those players played volleyball, and they kind of had a seemed like kind of a long transition from volleyball to basketball. It didn't quite happen immediately, but they've been kind of gelling a little better right now. So, uh, good good for the Century team to be doing that. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, so th- th- that's kind of the one big tournament that's taking place this week in terms of East Idaho schools and where they're competing. Otherwise, we have some regular season games right before the holiday. Uh, and then next week, that week between Christmas and New Year's, we get this just this flurry of of girls and boys basketball tournaments. Let's just uh, real quick. I'll tell you who's playing where in girls basketball. You have the East Idaho Holiday Shootout. This is a boys and girls basketball tournament. It's being hosted by four different schools, Skyline, Rigby, Idaho Falls and Bonneville. So on the girls side. Uh, You'll have Rigby competing, Madison will be playing there, Skyline, Pocatello, and Snake River. Those are the East Idaho teams that are playing. We are going to have some of those games for you on IdahoSports.com as we talked about, Sean. We're going to be at the Taj Magriz. Uh, This is a tournament that runs Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the 28th, 29th, and 30th. We will have every game from Skyline High for you, including on the opening day. And we can't tell you any matchups beyond the opening day because it depends on who wins and loses. But we will have uh, Skyline, the Lady Grizz, playing American Fork, Utah. That's going to be a really good game at 6.15 on Wednesday night. Uh, we will have Snake River against Elko, Nevada at 1.30 p.m. And then we'll have, to me, the most interesting game, Pocatello and Bishop Kelly, an all-4A showdown at 3 o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah, that's um, Bishop Kelly and, and Pocatello have been matching up a lot lately. Football, just different sports, and uh, I think that'll be good to see. Um, I think District Three Four A is there's there's kind of a lot of parity there, and for the most part, okay, no, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I mean, yeah. in the conference, yes. like usually it's B, before Middleton moved up and BK, you know, it was always like BK Middleton are playing. <laughs> For that conference, but I think in that conference, BK is not the juggernaut, and uh, and the and and the District Three girls basketball is not not what it used to be. I I think you just there's so many schools, and a lot of those uh, girls basketball players seem to be gravitated to some bigger size schools. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a little watered down this year, uh, District Three. So uh, Bishop Kelly is still kind of one of the favorites. Uh, so this will be a good measuring stick for a Pocatello team. That's it's been pretty good this year. Uh, only team to beat Shelly. So yeah. um, we'll see uh, the other, you know, we've got um, also the Parma holiday tournament. Parma is hosting that um, we will have, this is for kind of the, the three, a two, a schools and girls basketball uh, American falls and Malad will both be over there competing. So that'll be interesting to see how those teams do. Um, and then, of course, I think probably the signature statewide tournament is the Timberline tournament. This is over in Boise, co-hosted by Timberline and 
Bora. That's where you get Timber Lion um, from. <laughs> like li- Liger. I don't remember Liger Town a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should have the Liger Town tournament in Pocatello Lava or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so Thunder Ridge is going over there to play. Um, that's kind of the big team from the East that's going over. Uh, you also have, and then uh, I was, I'm looking at this. Oh, Hillcrest Hillcrest is also going over. I was going to say, I knew there was one other team. So thunder and Hillcrest are going over and for thunder. This is their opportunity, right? They really want to challenge themselves and test themselves out. They're going to play Bora on Thursday and Bora is not Bora's, you know, bottom half of the league in, in district three. But then on Friday, they're going to play Whitney, California. It's the only non-Idaho school that's there competing. And they're pretty good this year. Uh, They've got an overall record, Sean. Whitney does. They're from Rockland, uh, California. They're seven and three. Oh, actually, there's two Whitney high schools. Yeah, I think this is the I think it's the one from Rockland. They're seven and three. So this is going to be a good test. For, for Thunder Ridge on Friday. And then uh, they will also play, or that, that's Thursday, the 29th, excuse me. And then the third day, Friday, uh, Thunder Ridge will uh, conclude the tournament by playing Eagle. And that's kind of the big game I'm interested to see because Eagle is a top four, top five team over there in District 3. So, um, yeah, it should be great competition for Thunder Ridge at the Timberline tournament. Yeah, I was just I was just looking at. I'm kind of surprised Thunder Ridge doesn't play Shelley. I feel like that would be a pretty interesting matchup too. Right. But but they don't play. I was just looking at looking at that, but yeah, Thunder Ridge, I think that's what maybe the ingredient that Thunder Ridge was missing is getting getting to play some of those kind of bigger schools just to kind of get a feel for it so you're not just going up and and finding out at state and that, that'll be a great experience. I know just getting getting those reps in, getting to play those different teams. And also a tournament experience um, helps helps build because you play regular season games, but a tournament, you know, three days, three games, it's a lot different story. Yeah, much different for sure. Um, let's talk about boys basketball then. You know, what's going on tournament-wise. East Idaho Holiday Shootout, as we said, hosted by Rigby, Skyline, Bonneville, Idaho Falls. Uh, local teams, Century will be there. Bonneville will be there, Idaho Falls, Highland, Rigby, Sugar Salem, Skyline. So this is a little bit of a bigger bracket. The matchups on day one, the games we'll bring to you on IdahoSports.com specifically are, uh, in terms of East Idaho, just the nightcap. Skyline is going to play Centennial, the Patriots, 5A school from Boise. So Uh, That'll be interesting. You know, other matchups that I look at that I think could be pretty interesting, at least on day one. Again, we can't go any further than that. Uh, You've got uh, Rigby taking on Stansbury, Utah. Uh, Stansbury, of course, is the the school that came up to the Rocky Mountain Rumble. Yeah, the football. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and blasted Skyline right away. Uh, So, you know, you figure they're going to be pretty good in hoops as well. Um, the other big matchup I'm looking forward to, to watching is sugar Salem. They're going to play mountain home on that first day. Mountain home is, is a decent team out of district four for four a, uh, they've got some big tall guys. So how does sugar counteract that? I think is going to be fascinating, uh, to keep an eye on there as well. 
Um, the other tournaments, uh, you've got the Parma Holiday Classic. That's a girls and boys tournament. Uh, we are going to have Snake River and West Jefferson over there competing. So that'll be interesting um, to see how they do. And then you've got the truckstop.com holiday tournament. This is hosted by New Plymouth. And this is kind of like for 2A, 1A schools. So we're going to see Water Springs go over there and compete. We also will see, I thought there was one more from East Idaho, but that might be it. Uh, And so Water Springs is a team we've talked about in that 1A, 2 Rocky Mountain Conference, right? Um, They're really good. Uh, you know, yeah. Rockland gets all the attention, but I think Water Springs is right there kind of lurking. And right away, Water Springs on the first day, this is on Wednesday, the 28th, they are going to play Council, which is one of the favorites from District 3 in 1AD2 hoops. So this will be a good measuring stick game for the Warriors of Water Springs. Yeah, that, that'll be that'll just be great experience for them too. I mean, getting to travel and go, go play that. And then they'll know, I mean, you know, they're, they're, you know, you, they know they're going to have to play Rockland. Right. But to get a, go play a quality opponent like that, then they're going to have a better understanding of where that team um, and what they need to do to go be successful moving forward is going to be for sure. Yeah. It's going to be really fun to, to watch all of the, uh, the holiday hoops. Uh Oh, Accidentally muted my mic. Uh, I, I, I fat, heard something. <laughs> I, I, I fat fingered the keyboard in front of me. So, uh, anyways, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to come back in two weeks and talk about everything we saw in all of these holiday tournament actions. And then, you know, for girls basketball, really, we're hitting the stretch drive. Right? There's not much, not much pavement left in the regular season, and so uh, getting into the new year, talking hoops, uh, is going to be a lot of fun for sure. Uh, of course. There's also wrestling going on right now. Uh, we had the High Country Conference uh, duels last week up in Idaho Falls. Uh, you had some some teams go over to the Wiley Dobbs Invitational in Twin Falls. Um, Raleigh Lane, of course, comes right after the New Year, kind of premier event in Idaho. And so you might be wondering, well, how come you guys don't ever talk about wrestling? Well, because we have a separate, standalone, wrestling-only podcast that we do each week here on IdahoSports.com. We're actually going to be broadcasting it live tonight, Sean. We are going to go on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account at 8 o'clock Mountain Time tonight. I'll be joined by a panel of wrestling experts. It's called the Matt Chat Prepcast. And so you can uh, comment, right? Comment and get involved. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> fans Fans can uh, come on and interact and ask us questions, give shout-outs to their favorite teams and athletes. Um, South Fremont's wrestling team is actually traveling to Minico tonight for a, for a duel. Um, that's going to be really interesting. Minico, of course, one of the best 4A programs. South Fremont, one of the best 3A programs. And then right before Raleigh Lane, uh, South Fremont and Meridian are going to duel. And so you've got Meridian, the two-time defending 5A state champs, up against South Fremont. Um, I'm really excited for that. You don't, you don't get that often in wrestling. So, uh, South Fremont Meridian are going to duel in wrestling as well. It's going to be really fun to watch that in a couple of weeks, but it's the Matt chat prep cast. Uh, you can subscribe to that podcast wherever you download your podcast. We have a page for it at idahosports.com. You can watch it live tonight as well, or, you know, watch the replay. If you can't be there tonight on the idahosports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page and Twitter account. So, all right, Sean, that'll do it for 20. 20- 22 merry christmas 
Merry Christmas. Have a good time boxing up stuff and whatnot. <laughs> Hope the, the move goes well. Uh, yeah, you know, I got the Christmas tree, and then I got the Michael Jordan jersey behind me, so I'm good to go. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, your Christmas decor setup is pretty impressive, and if you're watching the video of this, you can see it. The one thing you're missing, though, is uh, you, you've seen the movie Home Alone, right? Oh, oh yeah. You're, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're missing the cardboard cutout of Michael Jordan on the, uh, you know, he puts it Ooh. on the little train track and. Well, it is Christmas. You know, where, <laughs> you know where I live. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it can't go wrong with little Michael Jordan Christmas. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. I have, I have the old um, pro image statues too. So. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. Big, big bulls fan. One, yeah. one day they'll be good again. Ugh. Well, there's a lot of infighting with them right now. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. It's like I, I like each other. Yeah, I like DeMar DeRozan though, man. He's been he's been clutch. Zach Levine, I think, I don't, I don't he's okay. Oh, well, <laughs> as a UCLA fan, I got to stick up for my former Bruins, right? Zach Levine <laughs> played at UCLA. Yeah, uh, he didn't. He didn't even start that year at UCLA. He went from sixth man to NBA lottery pick <laughs> crazy because <laughs> right. he because he can dunk i don't know i he's he's a pretty electrifying player i don't know if he's like a win a championship player that's my opinion mm, hot take there <laughs> for Sean Kane. all right <laughs> all righty then uh that'll do it for the east idaho prep cast here in the year 2022 merry christmas to everybody out there watching or listening happy new year and we'll see you back here in 2023 for another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on idahosports.com.